Support for this podcast provided by Wisconsin Historical Society Press, proud publishers of Madison in the 60s by Stuart Levitin, an absorbing and evocative account of 10 years that changed the city forever. To order Madison in the 60s and other beautiful books that share our state's centuries-long history and culture in service to the mission of the Wisconsin Historical Society, visit wisconsinhistory.org slash whspress. Madison in the 60s, February 1969. The Black Revolution Symposium From February 3rd to the 8th, 21 nationally renowned guests, including the Reverends Jesse Jackson and Andrew Young, and 43 faculty, staff, and students, lead a conference at the UW entitled The Black Revolution, To What Ends? Produced by Union Forum Committee co-chairs Marjorie Tabankin and Neil Weisfeld for $8,861, the six-day symposium attracts 16,500 attendees, and it crystallizes the incipient black power movement on campus. Chancellor Edwin Young unwittingly helps underwrite the conference through a $2,500 contribution his office had made to the Afro-American Race Relations Center, which turned it over to the conference. The Reverend Albert B. Cleage, Jr., pastor of Detroit's Shrine of the Black Madonna, formerly Central United Church of Christ, proposes a separate black church, quote, to direct the white distortions of Christianity, describing Jesus as a black revolutionary and the Apostle Paul as, quote, kind of an Uncle Tom Jew, Cleage tells an enthusiastic Great Hall crowd that, quote, the total relationship between whites and blacks is so tainted by the idea of white supremacy that nothing whites can do is right. The white man is essentially an enemy. He is part of the system of oppression. Local civil rights activists also participate, including city council candidate Eugene Parks, associate editor of the black-oriented Madison Sun newspaper. At an integrated panel on, quote, racism in Madison, Parks denounces the university for not divesting itself of stock it holds in the Chase Manhattan Bank, which makes loans in apartheid South Africa. Chase Manhattan is making money off the backs of blacks in Africa, Parks says, If the university were really concerned about my welfare, it would repudiate such connections. Madison Sun publisher Lawrence Sanders adds that Madison itself is, quote, hiding behind a cloak of liberalism. On the 5th, sociology professor Nathan Hare, acting chairman of the embryonic and groundbreaking Department of Black Studies at San Francisco State University, tells a standing-room-only crowd in Great Hall that, quote, the white university establishment is destroying black society and culture, and that, quote, we may have to cut off the ears of a few college deans to expose the way they act as puppets of the educational system. And he explains why he excludes whites from a course he teaches at Black Consciousness at San Francisco State. Quote, to teach a white black consciousness is sort of like teaching a dog cattedness. At a panel that night, he tells students they must, quote, do whatever needs to be done to get the university to meet your demands. Active in the bitter three-month-old black student strike that led to his department's creation, Hare meets later with UW student Willie Edwards of the Black People's Alliance and other black student leaders and puts their activism into context with the hard-line crackdown that new SF State President S.I. Hayakawa has begun. We are on the front lines at SF State and getting our asses kicked, he tells them, 
You are on a radical campus and have a responsibility to your brothers and sisters to take action. Edwards and the others embrace Hare's challenge and start planning a Wisconsin black strike led by the black students' inner council called the Wapindusi Wayusi, Swahili, more or less, for black revolutionary. A bit before noon on Friday, February 7th, about 10 black students, led by Edwards, presents a list of 13 demands, including, quote, an autonomous black studies department controlled and organized by black students and faculty, with a black chairman approved by black students and faculty, that black students have veto power in hiring and firing all administrators and teachers involved in anything related to the black studies department, at least 500 additional black students be admitted to the university by fall, black student control over the Blacks Cultural Center, amnesty for all black students who participated in the recent strike at UW Oshkosh, and admission for all those recently expelled there. That afternoon, as Reverend Young, executive director of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, prepares to speak on the conference on Where Do We Go From Here?, about 300 students sweep up Bascom Hill from the noon rally to disrupt classes in seven university buildings. Members of the group, about three-quarters of whom are white, briefly take over numerous classrooms to read and explain their demands. Some professors and students are intimidated, but there are no arrests or serious incidents. Swelling to about 500, banging trash cans and chanting, On strike! Shut it down! The group marches down to Library Mall for a rally where black leaders again explain the demands. Then it's back up the hill for another round of classroom disruptions, including of Professor Harvey Goldberg's History 474 lecture, followed by a mass meeting of about a thousand in the Union Theater, where a black speaker calls for, quote, complete disruption, and if that doesn't work, complete destruction of the university. Speaking to an overflow crowd of about 1,300 in the Great Hall that evening, Reverend Jackson says the 13 demands, quote, should be followed to the letter until I see white America go through the psychological exercise of freeing herself of superior delusions she can't relate to me. And that is why there is a black revolt here tonight and why wise white people and black people will support it. Adding that for black students, the whole university should be a rebellion. Jackson's talk is entitled, The Necessity of Being Militant. Director of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference's Operation Breadbasket, Jackson says racism is, quote, deep in the bone marrow of America, and he puts the civil rights struggle in an economics context. Lincoln did not free us. He released us into a more cruel world, he tells the enthusiastic crowd. He put us into capitalism without a capital base like putting fish in a bowl without water. And organizers don't ignore cultural and historic aspects. The Memorial Union's main gallery hosts a collection of paintings, sculptures, and prints by a dozen black artists. And across Langdon Street, there's a black history exhibition at the State Historical Society, featuring African artifacts, photographs of the slave trade, and a narrative of the black experience in Wisconsin. Sparked by the symposium, the black strike continues and grows. And that's this week's Madison in the 60s. For your award-winning, listener-supported, conference-cataloging WORT news team, I'm Stu Levitan.